I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Okay, we're going to continue our teaching today on how to stay strong in God through challenging times. This is part two, so I would encourage you to go into part one and review part one because I'm not going to do much review. I'm just going to go ahead and keep teaching this message. I believe that this is a message for you because you are living in challenging times. We are all living in challenging times. The light of God's presence and His glory is rising in the believers, but at the same time, we're finding out that darkness, gross darkness is covering the earth, that we've never lived in a time such as this, and it's important that we stay strong in these challenging times. And we found out that one way that we can stay strong in challenging times is to intertwine our life with God. And we used the rope as an example of us intertwining our life with God. Again, we're not going to review, but this is what the believer's life looks like when his life is intertwined with God. The Bible says they that wait upon the Lord intertwine their life with God will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And this is the picture, a visual of a person whose life is not intertwined with God. There's just, there's not the strength that's there. The the rope is scattered. It is not as strong. So we want to encourage you to go back and review the session that we did prior to this one, how to stay strong in God through challenging times. I also want to take the time to encourage you. We talked about how we need to renew ourselves spiritually through consistent, uninterrupted prayer and devotional time. And I actually have two One book, actually a Spanish translation and an English translation that would really help you in in developing your prayer life. It would help you in developing your intimacy with God so that you can stay strong and that you can be everything that God's created you to be. So this book is called Encounter God Through the Habit of Prayer and you can order this book off of our website. So we're going to go ahead and continue on our subject how to stay strong in God through challenging times. Our next point is pray in tongues or pray in the spirit. I want you to, if you have a Bible and if you don't, you can read the scripture on the screen. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. It says here in the scripture, now remember, we're talking about how to stay strong in God. And the other way that we could stay strong in God is by praying in tongues or by praying in the spirit. The Bible says in verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 14, For he that speaks in a tongue, or another translation says in an unknown tongue, does not speak to men but to God, For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues is an outward manifestation of the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues is a separate experience from the new birth. And this gift is for all. The Bible says these signs will follow them that believe they will speak with new tongues. I was born again. I became a new creature in Christ Jesus. But there was a part of me that kept saying that something is still missing. Two weeks later, I ended up in a church that was spirit-filled, that knew about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they prayed over me to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what happened is I began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave me utterance. And one of the things that will help you to stay strong in these challenging times is to understand the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and understand the power and the benefits of praying in tongues. Now I did a whole teaching on it. We're not gonna get into all of the teaching, but the point I wanna make is that when you pray in tongues or when you pray in the Spirit, you are edifying or charging or building yourself up. You are strengthening yourself in your spirit you're strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in your spirit, and you are made strong. It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 4, it says here, He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. He who speaks, listen now, in an unknown tongue, the scripture says, edifies himself. That word edify in the Greek is more like the word charge, and it's used in connection with a battery. He who speaks in an unknown tongue or when a person prays in tongues and releases their prayer language after they've been filled with the Holy Spirit, that person is charging or building themselves up. Therefore, we could, pray, we could paraphrase this verse and we could say, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies, charges, or builds himself up like a battery. In other words, it keeps you strong. Well, Margie, you know, I don't understand what I'm saying when I'm praying in tongues. I don't, I just don't get it. Well, the Bible says, like we just read, that when a person speaks in tongues, you're not speaking to man. You're not even praying in your own language, but you are speaking to God, directly to God, and he understands you. The Bible also says that when you don't know how to pray about something or you have a decision to make about some situation or decision circumstance in your life, the Bible says in Romans 8:26 that when you pray in the spirit, you are praying out the mind, the will, and the purpose of God for your life. Because when you're praying in the spirit, he helps you in your infirmities he helps you when you don't know how to pray, and you are praying directly to God, and He understands you. So, your mind is unfruitful, but when you pray in the Spirit, and we talked about it in our previous teaching, you're edifying yourself. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body, and it's your spirit, by the Holy Spirit, talking to God's Spirit, he understands you. And like we said in this scripture, when you pray in tongues, you are edifying yourself and it has reference to a battery being charged up. And I just want to show you something. 
Here we have a cell phone. I'm sure most of you have a cell phone. And um, what happens is the more I use my cell phone and the more I go on the internet and the more I check my voicemail and the more I go into my email, the more I text message and Facebook, what happens is the battery in my cell phone begins to drain. And through use and through time and, 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 and just through just being busy on my phone, we can actually watch the bars of the battery. That shows me where the battery's at. The bars go, go from four to three to two and to one. And so what do you have to do when you're using your phone like that? Well, what I have to do is like what every one of you have to do. I have to get out my phone charger and I got to plug it in. And then I take this phone charger and I plug this charger into a wall socket, into a power source, into a source that's, that's stronger than me, stronger than my phone, and I plug it in. I don't know how it works or where the electricity comes from, but I know that when I stick this plug into that socket, I know it's going to produce a stronger battery in my phone and I'm smart enough to know that I can't use this phone unless it's charged and I'm smart enough to know that if I plug it into the power source this phone is going to be charged up and I'll be able to once again go into my Facebook go into my voicemail go into my email text message anybody and everybody that I want to and I know that it'll work for me well let's think about this in reference to the scripture the Bible says that when you pray in tongues or you pray in the Spirit, you're charging or you're edifying yourself. And, and it's just like a battery being charged. And, and I'd like to say it like this. Just, just your everyday life is going to drain you. Circumstances are going to drain you. Situations are going to drain you. Peer pressure is going to drain you. People bullying you might even drain you. You know, anxiety issues and some of the things that you deal with in life, they're going to drain you. But what you need to do is you need to remember. The Bible says don't neglect the gift that's in you. Remember, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Remember, you are not alone. Remember that God is God, the God of all heaven and earth. He doesn't faint. He doesn't grow weary. You know, remember that he is, so to speak, the true power source of everything that you need in life. And so when you begin to pray in tongues or pray in the spirit, when you're tired, when you're weak, when you've got circumstances harassing you or people have been mean to you, what you can do is you can edify yourself and you can pray yourself out of that weakness. You can begin to speak in an unknown tongue. You can speak unto God mysteries. And you can begin to pray the language of heaven. And as a result, what will happen is you will be charged up. You will be edified. You will be strengthened. The Apostle Paul said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. And I don't know if you know this, but the Apostle Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was filled with strength. He was, went through persecution and he stood the test of time. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was a man full of wisdom. He was a man full of revelation. And I believe he tapped into the power of praying in the Holy Ghost, the power of praying in tongues. He realized that when he prayed in tongues, he was edifying himself. 
He was charging himself up. And praying in the spirit has nothing to do, listen to me, with how you feel. There have been hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of times that I have begun to pray and I didn't feel like praying. I was weak. I was upset. I was weary. I had lost my focus, so to speak, meaning looking unto Jesus and I was getting discouraged. And as I just decided to pray in the spirit and I just began to open up my mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost, the more I prayed, the more I was strengthened. The more I prayed, the more I felt as if my inner man was rising up over how I felt. It was rising up over the circumstances. It was rising up over the warfare in my mind. And I realized, and God began to show me, Margie, when you find yourself weary, when you find yourself upset, the one of the greatest gifts and one of the greatest tools I have given you is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you begin to speak in tongues, whether you understand what you're saying or not, you're speaking mysteries to me. I understand you. As a matter of fact, you're praying out your future. But in the context of this teaching, you are edifying yourself. You're building yourself up and you're charging yourself up. And instead of having one battery for that day, you begin to have two, two, or I'm sorry, not one battery, one line on that battery. You begin to see two lines and you begin to see four lines. And now you're up to four bars and your battery is fully charged. That's what happens when you pray in the spirit. So I want to encourage you. How do you stay strong in God? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. And I would encourage you to pray in the Spirit a lot. Because again, we're living in challenging times. And you can pray in the Spirit. What I've found out in my life is the only time I can't pray in the Spirit is when I'm brushing my teeth. But you can pray in the Spirit when you're in the car. You can pray in the Spirit when you're vacuuming the floor. You can pray in the Spirit when you're cleaning the house. You can pray in the Spirit when you're going for a walk. You can pray in the Spirit when you're exercising. I've had times at the gym, you know, I'll be working out and I'll just under my breath very lightly so nobody hears me and I'll just start praying in the Holy Ghost. You can whisper in tongues. You can pray in tongues loud. You can sing in tongues. It, it, it doesn't matter. The Bible says that when you pray in the Spirit, you are edifying yourself and you're making yourself strong. And I would encourage you to do that. And I just really feel very strongly that I need to say it again. When a person prays in an unknown tongue, he edifies himself. He is made strong. I want to encourage you to stir up the gift of God that's in you. You know, if you find yourself having some issues that you just can't overcome, pray in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost will help you. How else, what else can we do to stay strong in God? Number three, in general, listen to more Christian positive music and Bible teaching from CDs, whether it be on your iPhone, iPad, internet, computer, CDs, however you need to get the word in you, get the word of God in you. The Bible says when the word of God goes forth and these positive messages go forth, the Bible says the word of God does not return void, but it will produce in your life strength. 
It will produce in your life faith. It will produce what you need in your spirit in these challenging times. The word of God will feed your spirit. The word of God is manna from heaven. The word of God is the thing that you need to overcome some of the obstacles that you have in your life. Now, if you feel yourself drained, I want you to ask yourself the question, what am I listening to? What am I allowing myself to go in? What am I allowing to go into my ears? What, what am I watching on TV? You know, there's an old saying, and I'm sure you've heard it before, garbage in, garbage out. You put garbage in, what's going to happen? Garbage is going to come out. If you're going to be strong in these challenging times, you have got to listen to things that will strengthen you and edify you. Because what will happen is eventually these negative messages and these negative things will eventually take its toll on your spiritual life and it will bring you down. Isaiah 55 verse 10 through 11 in the New Living Translation says, The rain and the snow come down from the heavens, and it stays on the ground, and it waters the earth. God said, and what happens is when this rain comes down, it causes the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. God said, now remember, this is God's word to you for today. God said, it is the same thing with my word. When you put my word in your heart and you meditate on my word and you allow those things to get into you, it is the same with my word. He says, I am going to send it out. And instead of draining you and pulling you down and causing you to be anxious or fearful, God said, my word will always produce fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to do, and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. So the Word of God brings refreshing. The Word of God strengthens you. The Word of God waters you. And he says not only that, but it waters the earth, and it causes grain, the grains, the seed of grain to grow and, and fruit to be, uh, to be produced. And I have here this little... This is actually an Easter egg, and this Easter egg has got some seeds in it. And what, what I did today was I, is I watered the seed that is in here, and I put water on it. And what's happening is because of the water going into this little shell here, what's going to happen is eventually, over time, the water is going to cause the seed to germinate and to produce fruit. And you don't see it right now happening, but I've watered the seed. And that seed underground is germinating. And it's creating an atmosphere for this seed to grow. And, and eventually, I would give it about a week, what we're going to see is we're going to see a little plant sprouting up. And God said concerning his word, he says, when I send it out, it's like rain that waters the earth. And it causes the seed to grow. And it causes fruit to be manifested. And that's what you want. The Bible says, Beloved, above all, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. When you put the word of God in your heart and into your mind, it causes things in your life to grow. 
It causes all the good seeds in your life to prosper. And it causes you to have a fruitful life, a more fulfilling, fruitful life. So I would encourage you to think about this just for a minute. If you find yourself drained or you find yourself where you've lost focus, think about what you're listening to. Think about what kind of music you're allowing to get into your ears and into your heart. Think about what you're looking at on the internet. Think about what you're looking at on your iPod. Because all these things are distractions that will pull you away from Jesus Christ. And in my opinion, and I can say my opinion because it's my message and my teaching, I believe it's the plan of the enemy that we live in such a distracted society that people are so distracted by all these little gadgets that it's a tactic of the enemy to get our attention and our focus off of the things that are really going to strengthen us and that is the Word of God. Okay? So I would encourage you to put more Word of God into your heart. You find yourself getting weary. Now here's a good one, and I couldn't wait to get to this one. How to stay strong in God. Remember, that's our subject. How to stay strong in God. Number four. Are you ready? And you may have not ever even had anybody ever tell you this. Are you ready? Don't believe everything that comes to your mind. In other words, guard your thought life. Now, there's some thoughts that you get, they're from within. You know, we've just got some, you know, inner healing that needs to take place, and we've got some issues in our life, and we've got some stuff that's causing our emotions to get a little out of whack, and some of these thoughts are from within. You know, and what we have to do is we just have to renew our mind with the Word of God and change our thinking because our past and some of our circumstances as children has caused us to have some kind of issues in our mind, okay? And we can renew our mind and we can change our lives by changing our thinking. But I also want you to understand and I want you to get this in your heart that you have an enemy, And that there is a spirit world out there that is very real. There is the kingdom of God and there is the kingdom of darkness. And the Bible says that Satan goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible also says that Satan is the God of this world. So that means that there are spirits of darkness out there in the world. And we are in the world, but we're not of the world, but we're in the world. And in order to maintain our strength in God, the Bible says, God said in his word, I don't want you to be ignorant of Satan's devices. And one of his devices and one of the ways that he will try to pull you down and keep you from being all God wants you to be or just pull your family down or just pull you down in general one of the ways he does that is by putting thoughts in your mind the bible calls them fiery darts of the wicked thoughts in your mind i learned a long time ago by experience that not all my thoughts are my thoughts that i'm in the world and some of the thoughts that come at my mind is what we would call spiritual warfare. 
And it's the war that comes from the enemy and the war shoots at your mind and that warfare is manifested through thoughts. So you think that all your thoughts are your thoughts and I'm going to tell you something right now. They are not all of your thoughts. Some of those thoughts are from the enemy and some of the thoughts that come at your mind unless you know who you are in Christ and we can only do that by studying the Bible you will believe those thoughts and they will penetrate you and they will bring you down and you will become weary and discouraged and feel hopeless and maybe someone listening may even have thoughts of suicide you know what that's the devil himself I want you to remember something and it would take me about five weeks to teach you all of this and we don't have a lot of time I'm going to tell you something the Bible says that the thief comes to you to me to all of us to do what John 10 10 he comes to steal kill and destroy the enemy wants to steal your life he wants to steal your finances he wants to steal your career he wants to steal anything and everything he can from you because that's his mission in life to steal from you well margie why is the devil so interested in me because he hates you because you're a child of god because you are created and born in the image of god and that makes him hate you even more and because if you walk with god and you have intimacy with jesus he hates that as well so his attack against you is to steal to kill that's the devil that's giving you those suicide thoughts listen your life isn't hopeless your future is as bright as the promise of god the Bible says your future is filled with hope. The Bible says, God said, I have no good thing that will I withhold from you. God said, I have so much in store for you. If, if, you, if everything were told you, it would be like a dream. There's a scripture that comes to my mind. It says, behold ye among the heathen or in the world and wonder marvelously. He said, I want to work a work in you, in your day, in your life, that if it were told you, it would be like a dream. And I don't know how it is, and I don't know how everything works, but I do know this. I do know that somehow the enemy, the devil, Satan, and these, 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 these uh, spirits of darkness, they know stuff about our future and things about us that we, you and I don't even know. And I've had this discussion with some friends of mine. I believe it's because the enemy has been around for over 2,000 years. He has studied human beings. He understands personalities. And when he sees a child have a bend toward a certain area, or he sees a, perp a person with a certain kind of temperament, it gives him a clue into your destiny or that person's destiny or my destiny. And so therefore, he starts to shoot his fiery darts to try to bring us down and to get us off track and off of our destiny. So his, I don't want to say ministry, so his purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to destroy us. And I'm just going to share something that happened to me, and this is something that sticks out in my mind and in my life, that I, I didn't even know that I was a writer. I didn't even know that God had called me to write books. I didn't even know the full, full, full potential of what God had for me as a minister and as a woman and as a wife and as a mother. But somehow the devil picked up on my future and my destiny since I was a child. 
and, and he's tried to sift me as wheat, like the scripture says, even as a child. You know, God even said that to Peter. He said, Satan, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But Jesus went on to say, but I prayed for you that your faith fail not. In other words, the devil's been attacking you, and he's going to attack you for a long time. He's trying to take you out, trying to take your destiny. But guess what? Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and he's praying for you that what? Your faith fail not. And not only is your faith not going to fail, but you're going to go forth and you're going to strengthen other people because I have a plan for you and it's a plan to prosper you and not harm you. Don't let the devil take you out. So I, I, I just, this, this particular story sticks out for me personally. I didn't know I was a writer and I didn't know that God had called me to write books. I didn't even know the full potential of the ministry he had for me. It's like we said in our previous teaching, we know in part you know, we, don't ha- we have clues to our futures, but we just keep taking steps. And I just was, went, I like to go to the bookstore, and I was going into the, we have a local Christian bookstore here in our area, and, and I would walk into this Christian bookstore. This was after I had my children, and basically before I had children, I was in ministry before, and I had written a few articles, and we had people on our mailing list, and I'd send out these articles, and, and they, were, they were pretty good articles, but I didn't really think anything of it and so here I am you know now I'm got kids and I'm taking some time off from ministry and I walk into the Christian bookstore and I walk into the Christian bookstore and I'm literally like minding my own business I just want to go to the Christian bookstore get a book you know go home get some tapes whatever and when I walked into the Christian bookstore suddenly and this is how these the warfare comes sometimes just suddenly Sometimes it's like what, like right, like out of nowhere, these fiery darts started to hit me in my mind, and these thoughts said because the warfare and the thoughts they have a voice, and you know what I'm talking about because there's times you hear this stuff. It's not like an audible voice, but it's it's like whispers and thoughts and 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 just fiery darts is what I like to call them. I would hear these thoughts, and I'd hear these thoughts, and these thoughts would say. And these thoughts had an attitude about them. Because let me tell you, the enemy's purpose is to kill, kill, steal, and destroy you. He wants to bring you down. He doesn't want you to fulfill your destiny. He doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose. So let me tell you straight up, anything that brings you down is not from God. Because God said the thoughts I think towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. These thoughts are coming from the enemy who's trying to bring you down. And I, I walk in, I, I heard these thoughts, and it just these thoughts came to me, and they said, who do you think you are? You're going to write a book? Look around here. There's all kinds of books on prayer. Nobody needs your book. And my mind was literally bombarded with these thoughts. And, you know, as I, as I accepted the thoughts and took those thoughts to heart, I found myself being weighed down and discouraged and upset. Whereas when I walked into the bookstore, I was completely fine. I was there to buy a book, get some CDs, and leave. And I was minding my own business. And that was the beginning and the end of it. But now I find myself in a war. I find myself in a place of just minding my own business. And I'm being bombarded with these thoughts. Leave the bookstore, go home. I'm upset and discouraged. Yeah, I, God doesn't need me. Yeah, my purpose, what kind of purpose do I have? I mean, what's the big deal? And I was discouraged. Next time I went into the bookstore, 
Because Satan always times that warfare when he thinks it's going to penetrate us the most. Walked into that bookstore, same thing. Who do you think you are? Look around here. There's all kinds of books on prayer. Who needs your book on prayer? I swear, this is truly did happen. Same thing. Walked out of there, same mentality. I was upset. I was a little discouraged. I didn't tell anybody what was coming at my mind, but I just thought, well, what is this? Third time, went into that bookstore a little few weeks later, walked into the bookstore, same thing. Who do you think you are? You're going to write a book? Look around here. There's all kinds of books on prayer. Nobody needs your book. You know what? Something on the inside rose up inside me. That's why I'm glad I pray in tongues a lot. Because my meat or my desire is to do the will of God because he sent me to the earth with a purpose. I want to finish his work. And something rose up on the inside of me. And what rose up inside of me is the spirit of truth. God said the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit is here to help us fulfill our destinies. That's why we've got to pray in tongues and spend time with Jesus. Because we want our spirit man to have the ascendancy when these kinds of things come at our mind that are not sent from God. Something on the inside of me rose up. And I felt like, you know what? God must be calling me to write a book. And it just occurred to me. And you know what I said? I said to myself, you know what? The scripture came to me. You know what? It's like when they crucified the Lord of glory. If they had known, they would have not have crucified Jesus Christ. It was the same kind of thing. They thought they had Jesus. They thought they had him down. They thought they got rid of him. All this war was against him to bring him down. They thought they got rid of him. And basically what the devil did was play right into the hands of God's plan. And that's why I felt I feel like, you know what? I must be called to write a book. And it was almost like, you know, devil, you thought you were going to bring me down. You thought you were going to bring me down with those thoughts. You thought you were telling me that God doesn't have a plan for my life. You're telling me that there's no purpose for my life. And basically what you did was you gave me a clue into my destiny in Jesus Christ. So guess what? What the enemy meant for the evil, God turned it around and I decided, you know what? God must be calling me to write a book. And guess what? We are on our third book. We translated our third book into Spanish. And the first book that was born out of that warfare, they're actually using it in an international Bible school that reaches the nations. And now we're using that book for another Bible school that is training ministers and leaders. What are you saying? What I'm saying is... The enemy knows things about your life that you may not know. Be smart about what you're hearing. Understand that not all your thoughts are your thoughts. And in this case, the devil actually didn't play right into the plan of God. He actually gave me a clue into my destiny. So let's go on. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read a scripture. And we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to make this really quick. And I want to make sure I explain this to you thoroughly because I believe this is a necessary truth in these challenging times that you understand that not all your thoughts are your thoughts, that some of them come from the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to go ahead and read eight scriptures. It says here, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now we're talking about how to stay strong in these challenging times. 
and in the power of his might. Verse 11, he's talking to you and I and he's saying, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles is the word schemes. So see, the enemy's trying to bring you down. He's got schemes. He's got a plan to bring you down. So God is saying, I want you to be strong in God. And I want you to understand how to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the enemy. And then he goes on to explain why. And this is what we're teaching you. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood or against people, but against what? Against principalities, powers, and the rulers of the darkness or spiritual hosts in the heavenly places. Meaning there are spirits out there that want to bring you down. Therefore, he said, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Be strong in me, God said, and in the power of my might. I want you to stand therefore. And what I believe and what I pray for you right now, that as I speak, that my words wouldn't be with just enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration that what's in me would be imparted to you, that you would understand and comprehend by the spirit and through revelation who the enemy is. I believe spiritual things are transferable and I believe that my words can go into your heart and produce a change in you. And I believe that what we're, what the change that needs to be made is that you understand warfare and understand the schemes of the enemy. It says here, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, it's a whole teaching, we don't have time, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, and then verse 16, above all, above all what, Margie? Above all what? Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Fiery darts of the wicked one is those words and those thoughts that come at your mind. Don't let them penetrate you. You know, I'm hearing in my heart thoughts of peace, not of evil to give you an expected end. What does that mean? It means this is God's plan for you. These are the thoughts God thinks for you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a bright future and a hope. So these thoughts of suicide and these thoughts that bring you down and all these this, this, this things that would make you discouraged are not coming from God. They're coming from your enemy. And the enemy is the devil. He goes about as a roaring lion and he wants to bring you down. You ought to just, I I just speak to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I say, be strong in God. Stand up and begin to take that shield of faith and say, you know what? This isn't from God. This is from the enemy. And cast those thoughts down. I'm going to show you how. We're going to go into another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to teach you what God showed me and what I used in my own life to help me with my thought life. The fiery darts come, and what do you do with them? 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Listen, you ready? It says, though we walk in the flesh. What does that mean? It means we walk in this world. We're in this world. 
So we walk here in this world. We're human beings. We live in these bodies. Our, you know, with our, with our bodies, we contact the, the physical world. With our minds, we contact the intellectual world. With our spirit, we contact the spiritual world. But the spirit world isn't open to us like the physical world is. But the spirit world is very real. So though we walk in this world, listen, this is what God wants you to know. We do not war according to the flesh or in human ways. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God to the what? They're mighty in God. The weapons of our warfare are not natural, physical weapons, but they are mighty or strong in God to what? To the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds. You may have a stronghold in your mind of anxiety or fear or worry or suicide. God is saying, I've given you some spiritual weapons that are mighty in me to the pulling out and the pulling down of that stronghold. How do you do it? Verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So God is saying, I've given you weapons to do what? To cast down arguments. Another word for argument is uh, casting down imaginations or thoughts and anything that would exalt itself against what God said about you. So if you're having thoughts of suicide or thoughts of depression or thoughts of discouragement, that's not coming from God, but God has given you a weapon whereby you can stop those thoughts. Number one, recognize who your enemy is. Recognize those thoughts aren't from God. Recognize that they're fiery darts of the wicked one. Half the battle is recognizing who your enemy really is. And sometimes your enemy is not even the person you're living with. Your enemy is the person who speaks through that person at times to bring you down and to abuse you and to say those mean things to you. So recognize who your enemy is. But it's not enough just to recognize We need to understand that when those thoughts come and they exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, we have the power to speak to them and use the name of Jesus and say, in the name of Jesus, I command you, Satan, to stop harassing me in my mind and cast them down. Not all your thoughts are your thoughts. And I'm going to tell you how it is, because I've been there, done that, and experienced it. Satan will go away for a little bit, and he's going to come back. And he's going to bring the same thoughts, the same warfare, the same fiery darts, and he's going to see if you mean business with what you just said out of your mouth. Because you win the battle by believing and saying out of your mouth the word of God and using the name of Jesus. When he comes back, Do the same thing. Speak to the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I cast those thoughts down. In the name of Jesus, I don't receive those thoughts. And after you've won that battle, study your Bible. Become intimate with Jesus. Find a good church that will help you to maintain your freedom. So, don't believe everything you hear. And let me just say this. This is a good one too. 
Sometimes you just need to believe the opposite of what keeps coming in your mind. It's like I tell my Bible school students, the devil will always attack you where your gift is. You just need to believe the opposite of what the enemy's saying. That's good, isn't it? What else? What kinds of thoughts are we t- talking about? Also, thoughts of worry, fear, and anxiety, and we've addressed that a lot. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, and the message says, Don't fret. Don't worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praise shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, in, 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 before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life because it's draining. Summing it all up, verse 8, Friends, I say you'll do your best by filling your minds and meditating or thinking on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, Think the best and not the worst. The beautiful, don't think the ugly. Things to praise, things to curse, things not to curse. Put into practice what you have learned from me and what you've heard and what you've saw and what you've realized. So don't believe everything that comes to your mind, whether it's things that bring you down or things that cause you to fear or worry. Instead, think on positive things. And the Bible's filled with a lot of positive things scriptures okay how to stay strong hang out with friends that love God like you do spiritual things are transferable spiritual things are transferable through association through who you follow through the music you listen to and through physical contact Hang out with people who love God the way you love God. Because if you're hanging out with negative people or you're hanging out with people that are not walking with God the way you want to walk with God, they will bring you down. There's no question about it. Peer pressure is something that's real. It's out there. And what you want to do is you want to hang out with people that will keep you strong. The Amplified Version says of Hebrews 10, 24, Let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another, studying how we may stir up, stimulate, and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. And he goes on to say, Not forsaking or neglecting, To assemble together as believers, but as the manner of some people, we need to hang out with people that will admonish us, urge us, and encourage us, especially as we see the day approaching. Spiritual things are transferable. Hang out with friends that love God the way you do. Lastly, we want to stay strong in God. We have to be, be aware of the kind of music that we listen to. Something I learned a long time ago, that music can either bring you up or it can bring you down. 
music affects your emotions. We learned that music is the sticky substance. It'll help. It can be used to get things to stick to you. I want to encourage you to listen to music that's edifying and that strengthens you and that helps you. And then you may say, well, Margie, I don't have any friends like me. Well, let's pray that God sends from friends to you. I'm going to pray with you right now before we close. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your hand up to Jesus. And we're going to pray what's called the prayer of agreement. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to agree with you that God sends some friends to you that you can walk with. The Bible says, how can two walk together except they be in unity? And I'm going to pray that God sends you the right friendships that will strengthen you and help you and encourage you. Friends that are like you, that love God and want to pursue God. So let's, let's just pray. Father, I pray for the person listening to this teaching. And I thank you, Father, that the entrance of your word has brought light. And Father, I believe even hope. And in the name of Jesus, I pray for this individual, Father, that's hungry for you and, and has a desire to have friends that are like them, that love you and want to pursue you. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring divine connections across their path. Friendships, Father, that will strengthen and encourage them concerning you and your kingdom in Jesus' name so that they can stay strong and walk together and be in agreement. And I believe that you will do this for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.